0: Shalom! Alleluia. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean Mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis One Two Three Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians, and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this, all of those, through this program, we're excited to connect you to people and stories in and relating to Israel to give you a window to look through experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please always be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion@gmail.com at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, anytime. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end where we're going to share an exciting opportunity, and please feel free to share this with people who you know who will also find it of interest. As you know, I always introduce myself as being in the Judean Mountains here in Israel. We're slightly to the south of Jerusalem and slightly at a higher altitude, and occasionally— I've had the opportunity to record conversations for inspiration from Zion from places as far away as Washington, D.C. and Houston, Texas. Now, I am in Israel today, but today our conversation is going to the heart of Africa, to Tanzania specifically. And I am tremendously excited to introduce a man who's become my brother. And I don't say that rhetorically. Uh, We have known each other it seems like all of our lives, it truly does, and we have become very, very close friends, uh, reliant on one another for different things, praying for each other and each other's family. And and we also are are in close contact about many things going on in our lives, and specifically going on in Israel. And if I remember correctly, and He will correct me if I'm wrong. I'm the first Jewish person that he ever got to know personally, even though we've never yet met in person, which is something that I am so excited to do one of these days at God's time to be able to give this dear man, my brother, a big hug, Uh, hopefully here in Israel, but I will be thrilled to visit him in Tanzania. Bishop Daniel Uma, Uh, pastors, not just a church, but an entire community. And I'm going to let him talk about his community. He shared videos with me of many, many things over the years. And frankly, this morning, as I was beginning to prepare for this conversation, I was trying to think where and how we met. It must have been on social media. Uh, And and it almost, like I said, it doesn't seem like it's um, been just a few years, but rather all our lives that we've been in each other's lives. So I am thrilled today, and we're going to have a conversation as to why. Some of you might be scratching your head a little bit and saying, okay, Jonathan, why are you going to Tanzania, of all places, for a conversation with inspiration from Zion? Well, stay tuned. Please listen to the whole conversation because I know that you will be inspired and uh, and something that this will be very, very informative as well. Bishop Uma what a pleasure to be able to see you now as I record with a video, but also to welcome you to Inspiration from Zion.
1: Yes, oh, thank you so much, my dear brother Jonathan, the president of the Genesis 123 Foundations. Thank you so much for considering my support, proposal, and uh, request Upon uh, the Genesis one, two, three, yeah, ten more, build the beginning. Actually, we are thrilled that you have expressed interest in supporting our events in Tanzania. Well, I want to get, I want to get to that and what the events are,
0: but let's take a step back because you and I only know each other like this for a few years, and you've shared with me. Um, more than two decades worth about how you've been um, going around your country preaching about Israel, praying for Israel. But I'd like to take a big step back further. We're similar age. Where, How and where did Israel become something that's significant in your life? That's not yet something that we take for granted among Christians in general and perhaps not, and specifically not, in the developing world? Where did, where did Israel become a big part of your life?
1: Yeah, this started years ago. Professionally, I was just a secondary school teacher. When the Lord called me into the ministry, actually I got myself interested in praying for Israel. And um, I really loved that in my heart. And um, I started doing that uh about three decades ago, and uh, brought myself into churches where people could not know, understand well about Israel. So as a young man, I started um, teaching people and letting them know about Israel in a way that um, Mm -hmm. some of them understood and some of them were really uh, maybe against it. So in the year 1998, I decided to quit out of the church where I was where I thought they could not support what I had in my mind. So in the year 2000, I was registered by the government of Tanzania as an independent child, or maybe um, a religion or maybe something like that. So I was free to move on my own and tell people about Israel and why it is important to pray for Israel, standing for Israel, and actually elaborating to the community letting them know why it's very important to stand with Israel. And I knew in my heart that there's no church, there's no Christianity without Israel. It will be uh, Christianity, in my view, uh, leans and depends on Israel, depends on Jewish people. But the the, the Christians, actually the Jewish people, do not depend on Christians. Because when God brought Jesus, as a link between the Gentiles and Israel. So that's where we got itself. We got what we are doing now. So I started doing it and preaching, teaching people and telling them how it is important. And I remember some years back, there was something like maybe Israel not being allowed to be in Tanzania. And we didn't even have their embassy in the country. So I started a campaign. It was really very hard, it was really crucial, but uh, we started a campaign that was going from village to village, town to town, mobilizing friends who couldn't understand me. And sometimes I could make a um, um, street uh, marching that could be done in every, a uh, fast uh, Sunday every, every year, like the way now we're facing now, so people became Aware, I was creating awareness. And now posting these things through medias. Sometimes I can post them. I have some people I was connected to, but not actively. Like now I'm connected to the Genesis Genesis 1, 2, 3 foundations. And uh, I I began uh, posting some of the the, the events I had. Uh, This is where my brother, Jonathan, uh, I would say, picked me in start I didn't personally know, Jonathan, I really had a desire. Just a minute.
0: We seem to have a technical hiccup. Let's just stay with it. Hopefully anyway, we will be right back. Again, this is a conversation with Bishop Daniel Uma in Tanzania, and he's speaking about his own experiences over now three decades, I was incorrect, three decades of preaching and about and praying for Israel. going to see what happens, and hopefully he'll come right back. Bear with us. While we're speaking, Bishop Uma mentioned the first Sunday of October, so that's why we're having this conversation right now. Uh... This is something that's come up, and we'll get back into the conversation in just a moment. But he mentioned, and we'll come to the bit of conversation a little bit later, that this year he reached out to see if I could help him with his plans for promoting Israel and praying for Israel the, in just a, just over a week. The first Sunday of October. And fortunately, we had a very small budget that I was able to contribute to that. And I'm very careful. You should know if you've ever given money to the Genesis 123 Foundation or if you're considering doing that, you should know that I'm very, very careful about where our funds go because it's important to me that your donations are stewarded properly but that the people and organizations and ministries with whom I entrust this kind of funds, even if it's just a small amount, are people with integrity and have legitimate plans and are not simply uh, reaching for a handout, but actually part of an embrace. We have a technical problem that uh, Bishop Luma has um, dropped off, but I'm just going to Trying to kill a little bit of time, giving you some background until he comes back. Uh, I will share part of how we got connected, and I don't really remember, but it was certainly must have been through social media, or a program that I launched in 2020 during the pandemic, um, when everything had to go virtual. I ended up creating a global. I love to share the details with you if you don't remember it a global prayer for Israel, and a virtual pilgrimage, and he was part of that. He shared his prayers from Tanzania. He shared some fabulous photos, which I hope to get copies of and videos of and be able to share them with you, and as a result of that, I ended up launching a program called Africa Praying for Israel. Right now, a WhatsApp group that I manage with about a hundred different people in about 20 different nations. So that's approximately a third of the African continent. And one of our very first programs, which I'll never forget, maybe he'll remember and want to share, was a program about praying, uh, teaching and praying about Hanukkah in 2020. And he asked some great questions. He never heard about the details of Hanukkah, and really loved it. So we've been close touch since then. And as I mentioned, I've never we've never had the privilege of getting to know one another in person. Um, but what a delight. And you'll hear this man here. He's coming back. Let's see if we can readmit him to the conversation and pick up where we left off. I actually have some very specific questions, but let's see if we can it back to it. I apologize for the delay. We are just coming back,
1: Bishop Uma. We see you. I'm I, I'm very very sad about what is happening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. L- l- let me let me just give what I've prepared in a sequence that you pick on because you are rushing on with maybe the internet. This is Africa. <laughs> I understand. This is Africa. Sometimes things are very hard. So I think I have a package here of my explanations. You just pick in things that maybe will help you understand what we are doing in Tanzania. Yeah, and uh, um, I started about uh, explaining what I'm doing in Tanzania. And I thank God because you explained who I am. And I'm very privileged with 25 years of experience in preaching the Word of God as felt in the Holy Doctrine, the Bible, and especially relating Christianity with Jewish. My brother, uh, uh, Jonathan, this is what I've been doing and supporting people in understanding the relationship that we have with the Jewish people as we make disciples from Jesus Christ and developing uh, leaders to reach out the unreached people groups in several areas that uh, we need to be. Um, I'm also um, privileged to be the national overseer of the New Life Gospel Community Church, a local society that works reaching the gospel and ensuring that all people in Tanzania are saved and all believers in Tanzania in the body of Christ know the truth about Israel. Yes, I...
0: Let me interrupt you for just a moment, yeah. because Tanzania is a mixed Muslim and Christian country. And there's some, you've shared with me that there's sometimes some tensions. Can you talk, especially preaching about Israel and praying for Israel, how, do, how has that played out in, uh, in your life and, and your ministry? Where, 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 what challenges have you had to overcome?
1: Yeah, we have had a lot of challenges. Like um, when I did it, I did it only and actually with permissions that I was acquiring from government, making street marches and uh, singing about Israel, encouraging youths about that. And, uh, And not only to the government, but also to some of my fellow Christians in the country who did not know about Israel. It was like everything was blocked into them. So I had a lot of threats. I remember in the year 2003, the government was on me and there were a lot of allegations that were made that I'm connected to some people who are maybe uh, going to be um, uh, negative, maybe with the regime. And then uh, that is why I was holding the the flag of Israel, because I was holding it. And I was encouraging people to hold it and move in the street as we sing and dance and give songs about Israel. So the attempt was um, not only to kill me, but um, in the year 2000, they took everything, every document out of my hand, including my uh, passport. Wow. And, uh, my international passport, it was taken by the government and I could not move out of the country. They stayed with my documents for 10 years from 2003 and it was written, It was uh, returned to me in 2013. And that's because you're preaching and praying for Israel. Yes, I was preaching and I was praying for Israel. So some of the allegations, they were given by my fellow pastors. And actually, the church started growing, and the movement was growing. And to my fellow preachers in the town, in the country, they were like, I was doing good. And they, they had that to do so that they could block me from doing it. But still, God wrote it into function. All the documents were given back to me, but it really took me a lot of time waiting for it. 10 years, I didn't want to to Kenya, just a neighboring country. I was just within the country. But God has worked hard with me. And it and it didn't stop you? The threats, the taking your documents, never stopped you from continuing to pray and preach? The threats um, didn't stop me, actually. There were several attempts to ban my church building in town. And Muslims made an announcement throughout the country and they have something called Bakwata, a platform very much connected to the government. And very strong phone calls were made into my region so that I could be arrested. And uh, they, they, they sang Takbir, Takbir, uh, trying to march from a town, a place called Mkendo, in the middle of the town where there's a very huge crowd gathered in, and were shouting, coming to my church. So that they could burn it down. And I was called to be interrogated through the Radio Victoria. And I was asked if really I was against Muslims, something like that. And um, yeah, God rescued me. So they didn't burn my church because there was a call again that came. And someone, too, the Muslim, told them about me. And it's just like God was speaking to them and did not come to my church, did not burn it. And it stopped that way, but I had harsh times. My family sometimes could not work well because we are fearing them. But I went on preaching without going back. As I went on and I went on, people became more about Israel. Israel. And there's one thing in the flag of Israel, this, uh, this star of David in the, in the flag of Israel. Some people resemble this uh kind of a drawing a star, like something connected with free muscle. Uh, so people misleading people that I am a free Muslim man connected with free muscle people Israel. Well, so, what you what you're experiencing is something that's historic because
0: the Jewish people have always suffered hatred uh for for no good reason. And and by standing with Israel and the Jewish people you're also experiencing that in different ways. I want to take a very quick break and come back and pick up more of your story. Um, but this is, uh, we've been close for a number of years and you're sharing things with me that I've never heard before. So I'm fascinated and I hope everyone listening is, but let's take a very, very quick break and come right back. If you're like most people in the world, you know about the Holocaust, but never met, much less interacted with the Holocaust survivor. Or heard their stories of suffering and survival. With the remaining elderly survivors dying at an unprecedented pace, in less than a generation, there will be none alive. Yet, while they did survive, and for that we need to celebrate them, many still suffer trauma from their youth. As they age, they have increasing needs. And living on fixed incomes, sometimes with no pension, things as simple and essential as basic foods, heating in the winter, medicine, And inflation can push someone over the line from surviving to struggling again. It can create stress in their lives that reminds them of the suffering they endured as young people. It's just not acceptable that anyone who suffered as much should struggle with basic needs or any undue stress in their twilight years. I want to invite you to join the Genesis 123 Foundation to bless the survivors. Yes, we pray that you'll donate personally and do so generously. And when you do, we also give you the opportunity to send your personal blessings and words of encouragement to the survivors themselves to brighten their day and let them feel your love. Having been privileged to provide financial resources to help survivors on a day-to-day basis, I know it makes a difference and is very appreciated, but your personal note that we translate into Hebrew, Russian, or Yiddish really makes them smile and warms their heart. I pray you'll join us by going to genesis123.co slash hugasurvivor. That's genesis123.co slash hugasurvivor. And please share this with others. We can't undo the suffering that they endured, and there's no limit to what the needs are, but we can never do too much to comfort them in their final years. Please join us. God bless you. Okay, hey, Bishop Uma, what I, I I'm I'm fascinated, and the word that I want to use, other than being my brother, other than being my friend, other than being a great pastor, you're really quite heroic. Um, and what I know in the last decades, as you've been threatened, I didn't know that they took away your passport and 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 other documents. Is you've also seen your church grow significantly and the blessings upon you can you expand upon that can you talk about uh, and by the way just so people know if and if i'm not mistaken and people who don't know tanzania um which i didn't until we met uh the name of the town in which you're the region and and location you're in northwestern tanzania is that correct yeah And to, to look up
1: go ahead yeah, I'm in mean, northwest and part of Tanzania, in a town called Musoma. This is one of the oldest towns in the home of the first president, the late Julius Kambarak in Nyerere, who really, his regime did not allow Israel to stay in the country. I remember when I was young in the year 1976, He made a chase, and he said no to Israel. And I remember the Israelis were helping us in farming. Yes. We had a lot of plantations to do with cotton. They were even making irrigation, and they were even spraying and killing insects into the plantations of uh, cotton. And um, to me, it was harsh like a young man. It screamed in my heart. And when I was growing, I really had something, I'm sorry, I had something like I hate of my country when I realized that these people of God were taken away, out of me. So I am in Soma, where the man is born. And I started my movement in the same, same country where this man was born. This is where I was also born. So I became... um, um, a motivator of the church and uh, connecting the church to Israel and without having anyone in Israel. Frankly speaking, you are the only person that I've had to know from Israel. And I believe God connected me with you, Papas, for maybe to help me go on. Yeah. So I'm in mean, Sona. Very nice. Talk talk about your ministry. you
0: shared pictures, videos, I think it was a year or two years ago, you had me come join you live by Zoom or something to be able to share a message from Israel during one of your worship uh, services. Talk about your ministry
1: there. It's grown a lot, hasn't it? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My brother, my ministry really is called New Life Goes to Community charge. That means that I am working within the community and beyond the borders of the community. This is why I'm connected to you. but I'm also connected to peace. I'm a peace promoter. I really love to see a promoting peace in the country itself. Also, the government know me as a peace promoter, conflict resolution and mediation. I'm mediating things to do with uh, peace, advocacy, and conflict resolution. Um, sometimes I've had opportunity where the government sends me to go and intervene where there's um, maybe uh, crucial misunderstandings and ethnic, uh, ethnic or maybe wars. Sometimes I go into between and uh, I come out with results. So I don't have the problem I had before. Now I'm doing good. The government understands me and they know why I was doing this. Now the church in Tanzania, as an industrial community church, now is called the Valley of Blessings for All Nations. We've been called the Valley of Blessings because we've seen a lot of blessings in our churches. When I got connected to you, I only had about seven churches. You cannot believe me. And uh, when I started connecting connecting myself with Israel very strongly, the church has really grown up. Currently, I have about 66 churches, and I only had seven. I have 66 churches. planted. In, yeah, 66 wow. churches. Planted within Tanzania, and some of them are in DRC Congo. I have churches in Malawi. I have churches in Kenya and some of them in Uganda and as we speak now we expect to meet a number of pastors and bishops who are going to meet here in the first uh, of October, the first Sunday of October. We do this one every year. So I can say you cannot uh, pray for Israel and remain the way you are. You cannot stand with Israel and remain the way you are even if there are no people who Helping you, are supporting you, but God will always send His people to stand with you. He will always provide for what you are doing.
0: Yes, very nice. Um, Now let's let's go to the conversation about your plans for the first Sunday of October. It's not just this year; you have been doing it now for decades. But what's different this year is that thank God you reached out and asked for my support, and it's not something that the Genesis 123 foundation typically has a budget for or would do but fortunately at the time that you asked there was a little bit of money in a in a budget that I was able to allocate to you and you you we were exchanging some whatsapp messages yesterday or the day before you made some flattering comments about me which I appreciate but what that meant to you there can you I'm not looking for the flattery, I'm not looking for you to say how great Genesis One, two three Foundation is. Our mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians, and it's a blessing for me to be able to support you on behalf of all of the donors who have entrusted us with their funds. But I would love for you to speak about what your vision is, what are the plans, and how this year that uh, our support elevates
1: those plans. Uh, thank you so much. I and appealing to the Genesis Foundation, my brother. Thank you for being willing actually to stand with me uh, with these associates, that is you and maybe your foundation, to fully agree to cooperate. This is my request, to fully agree to cooperate, to fully agree to partner with me in Tanzania and uh, beyond its boundaries and to recognize, help me recognize and keep on standing for Israel, praying for Israel and get involved in African development. And uh, this is the way we can help the people in Africa know much about Israel. I said that when I was young, I saw when Israel was really doing a lot in Tanzania with a uh, 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 cotton uh, agricultural activities when I was young. And when this thing ended, really God spoke to me that there was something very wrongly spoken. So I had to stand up and bring it back. And I really thank God because I've achieved it. So I have sometimes made three things like, uh, you see the bottles that I made, just to encourage people to know israel now i see i see
0: what you're holding up because we have video but people are listening explain what you're holding and why that's significant
1: yeah uh i'm holding a bottle of water and actually sometimes i go to companies around and uh, i make an order they make stickers that read about Israel and encourage people to know Israel, encourage people to pray for Israel. And I give these waters for free. So when you gave me the money, give me it wasn't all that small to me because I never got any support from anyone. So I made this water. So I believe when one takes it, he'll drink the water and always he'll go with the bottle home. then if he throws the bottle on the road, someone who picks the bottle will read about what we do with Israel and how important Israel is with us in Tanzania. And sometimes people use them, sometimes the bottles they use for carrying oil, they buy things in shops and put in there. So they always have Israel with them. So I really thank God because we have motivated people to do this and people have come to have awareness about Israel. So it's my prayer that I'll continue doing this. If uh, you agree to cooperate with me, there are a lot of things that we can do to help people know about Israel like the way they have known. Now my plan is that in every year I'll be having, I was going to reach maybe gathering, bringing people together from maybe people across Africa or maybe Around uh, East Africa for the beginning. Right. Sometimes I feel that if um, uh, Genesis 1, 2, 3 will cooperate with me and partner with me properly, then it will be able sometimes to send people to come and start with me, help me maybe teach people, have some seminars or maybe something like conferences that we share ideas, exchange ideas and um, try to link Christianity, because I believe Christianity is the only media that Jewish people can use to come back into the nations. Like, I am a Christian who understands Israel very well and who the Lord has put Israel's body in my heart. So if I am used with other people, we can help the nations to understand that there is no Christianity without Israel. This is very important. We cannot celebrate Christianity while Israel is dying. We cannot celebrate Christianity while Israel is our king. We cannot celebrate what we call Jesus Christ while you are in trouble. I know we come from very, very poor countries. We cannot support him very well with finances, but we can support him with prayers. We can support you by mobilization. We can speak to people and say no to them, to any aggressive and any brutality that yeah. about nature of God. Yeah. So this is my vision. This is my prayer. This is why I need a corporate. This is why I need a partner. This is why I need a people who I can stand with. Yeah. Well, this
0: is there's so many comments, so many thoughts going on in my head. First of all. Um, uh, we, we've never had a campaign. Uh, we, we've supported Christians. I believe it's our mission to be a blessing to the families of the earth. And we've done things like that, mostly in the Middle East, mostly to support Christians recently in Pakistan, here in Israel, and the Palestinian Authority in Turkey and other places. But we've never had this opportunity. And it's because I happen to have some funds left I don't have a campaign, and to be honest, I'm not prepared to launch a special campaign at this time. However, what I want people to take away, first of all, to be in touch with me directly, to talk about partnering and how we can continue uh, to to help you and others in Africa. When you're holding up bottles of water, it shows me a number of things. It shows, first of all, that that you're innovative. This is I, I never imagined that my—that you would put my picture in the name Genesis 1-3 Foundation, along with you and your ministry, on a bottle of water. But water sustains life, and people in the West need to remember that you can't, in, in, in many parts of Africa, you can't just go and turn on the sink and get drinking water. You have to go and carry it and or take it from a well. So to be able to have a bottle of clean water is significant. Also... And so, again, how innovative that you're giving something that is essential for life. And the other piece is, it's not to talk now about how much or how little I was able to provide, but I think the impact that you've demonstrated that we've been able to make. And as you were speaking a moment ago, you reminded me one of the thoughts, I don't know if you remember, that we've had was to translate materials about Israel into Swahili. And that's something I would love to do because I don't think it's ever been done before. And 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 that crosses national boundaries throughout Africa that we can reach tens of millions of people with a very small investment comparatively. So I do want to provoke people listening to consider being in touch with me. Send me an email at Zion at Let me know you want to. You want information, you want to brainstorm, you want to be part of such a conversation. Um, I want to take one more quick break and then come back and begin to wrap up the conversation. There's so much much that I'm inspired about and grateful for, but I want to come back and begin to wrap up the conversation in just a moment. The restoration of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel was an earth-shattering event. For Christians, it was a confirmation that God always keeps his covenantal promises. Today we are blessed to see God's fingerprints in the modern miracle of the land of Israel playing out in our lives among the people and in the state of Israel. This year on the occasion of Israel's 75th anniversary, the Genesis 123 Foundation has been privileged to bring together 75 Christian leaders from around the world to lend their unique voices, sharing their personal faith experiences relating to Israel and their in-depth insight into Israel's history and spiritual significance, creating an historical, one-of-a-kind, high-end coffee table book, Israel the Miracle. Israel the Miracle's stunning imagery will fill your home with the hope of fulfilled promises and conversations about Israel. It's a perfect gift to anyone for any occasion, and most of all, to yourself. You'll also be a blessing to Israel, knowing that the proceeds will go to bless Israelis of all backgrounds. Be a part of Israel the Miracle and bring the land, the people, and the state of Israel into your heart and into your home. Visit IsraelTheMiracle.com to get your limited edition copy today. Bishop Uma, um, thank you for making time today. I know you're real busy, by the way, because as you, you and your ministry are preparing for this special uh, day of prayer for Israel on the first Sunday of October— You're busy. Um, One of the things that I've seen you do and you've shared videos and maybe we can get some of the videos and I'll put them on our YouTube channel to share with other people. You do. It's not just prayer. You take it throughout all of the senses. You have uh, people in your church dressed in blue and white and you're 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 and, and you even painted the trees outside in blue and white. Explain some of what people will listen to this before this year's Day of Prayer. But what are your plans? What's happening?
1: Yeah, really my plan is to mobilize the community to know Israel and the importance of Israel. And uh, really, I've had lots of achievement. The community in Tanzania now understands that Israel has a very right, has a, a, a very right. Uh, they have a, a right to protect it, its people. Israel have a right to protect its people as a free nation, protect its land, and it has the right to live like any other person who live. This is the, the gospel I preach when I meet people and when I put them down, and actually I I provide food sometimes. I didn't tell you this at the beginning. I even have children I take to school. I use my church with the gifts they give me. People collect clothes and I go to schools. And I go as Israel. I usually go as Israel. I support children. I have a number of children. Some of them are orphan. Right now, my brother, you cannot believe me. But I've been speaking as Israel. There are gifts that I have. Like now we have envelopes, we gather from one. Uh, I call people to bring me envelopes with some gifts in, and whatever money I have, I go with the money or maybe the gift the poor, helping the poor orphans and the widows. And sometimes we make bags, not only these waters. I believe you see bags written Genesis 1 to 3, Bags of uh, rice, bags of flour, maybe of some packets, maybe of sugar, giving to the poor. This has been so much an encouragement to people. They see this, they, they feel, oh, so Israel is here. Israel loves us. So I tell them, we are going for a image. This is like a, a pilgrimage. We're doing it all so everyone cannot afford going to Israel to have information in Israel right So I am encouraging them to come to Msoma and when they come to Msoma, I have packages to teach them. Achievement also is through the Israel embassy suggested that we have say we have an opened Israel embassy now in our country and I'm blessed as I promised uh, in a several way with friends like Jonathan now who are around me so a lot of things are, are going upon but really we we are going to have a lot to be done moving in streets yes really uh it's still two weeks maybe to come uh i'm not well supported up to now i'm really not calling for any support i'm just putting this openly to you that we have a lot of things to do because I know I have to be, uh, bring people, some of them will be coming out of my region. I have to accommodate them. I have to see some of them maybe are being transported. I'm not calling for anything, but I'm showing you how I am doing it. Helping children encourages the community. The government really realized that I'm doing a great work within the community. And they were saying, if this land is praying for Israel and is helping our government, then this would be the best vessel to have in the place. Recently, I was given an hostel to stand for. I'm the chairman of the committee of a health center hostel in Musoma. And this was just given to me by the town mayor who said that we need Daniel because it's a faithful land. And it didn't take time. A short time again, I was given to stand for a very huge school, a secondary school. So the government trusts me now. And they know that with the children I'm supporting, I'm helping them. So I'm very much courageous that I'm not in a war like the other time. I'm not in threat like the other time. I'm living in peace. I have retained the respect for Israel in my town and in my country as, as well. So everything is doing good, my brother. If you feel you have anything to ask me, maybe I did not answer properly, just feel free again. Well, so I have, I think,
0: one more question and then I'm going to leave it up to you to wrap up. But, but what's your big vision? You've been doing this for decades. Um, it seems to me that this year you crossed a, a, a new threshold with with our uh, monetary and, and symbolic support. Uh, you said you said to me in one of the messages that it helps give you more credibility there, which I'm thrilled about. That wasn't my intention. I just wanted to support you in your ministry, but that means a lot to be able to build you up because that the more you're built up, you can do more. But you've now been doing this for decades. What's your wish list? What would you like to see not in 2023 but in 2024, if uh, if you could?
1: I I really want to go beyond what I'm doing. I want to see this thing magnified. And the only way we can do it being seen is to involve people, invite people, associate the government, also to see what we are doing, maybe bring in medias and then do that. Like now I've just applied for my own radio. I had an application for my own radio station and the government has every information and every documentation for my application. I feel I need to have a radio station for myself that I'll be speaking and I'll be teaching people about Israel. Yeah, this is my major area. And because it's not all that now crucial like before, I can speak it in a very wise way. When we speak about Israel, we don't, we don't, we don't actually undermine uh, uh, the Palestinians. We don't uh, say bad about them. We show them the love we have for them and that we need them to know the truth about these people. So my intention as we go through the year 2024, uh, 2024, is that um, plus everything that I may be having, but perhaps if God allows, I'll have an installation for my own Christian radio in Tanzania. This is my vision. I have a vision, I have a dream for this. I know God will stand with me for this vision. So, always we'll be teaching people, we'll be putting songs, people will be hearing songs, we'll be putting maybe stories, people will be giving history about maybe nations, including the other nations. But our target will be targeting Israel, we'll be targeting Tanzania. Like when I pray for Israel in, in, in October, I also associate with my country you will see two flags. You will see Tanzania flag is also uh, marching together with Israel's flag just to help our country understand that it's not only about Israel, it's about us as well. And this is why sometimes I give a very strong Mm -hmm. message to the country and speak and maybe the media speak it out. And when they see it, they realize that we are doing the correct thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you
0: i want to say it in a way that's respectful you 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 come from a place that doesn't have a history of, nationally of of active support from Israel from faith it's a very different perspective but yet still in general one doesn't take for granted christian support for Israel and especially in in parts of the developing world like Tanzania what would you say? What's your advice to somebody who's listening, whether they're in the West or another part of Africa or Asia, and they they're inspired by your words as they should be, but they don't have the resources, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the connections uh, that you have, even if it's just you and myself. How how does someone get started in in a in a ministry to promote Israel?
1: Yeah, number one is to know the connection and how Jesus Christ came about. If one can understand where Jesus Christ came about, Jesus whom we boast of, every Christian will boast about Jesus without knowing where Jesus Christ came out and where he came from. Jesus is a Jew, not was a Jew. He is a Jew, not he was a Jew. There is no Christianity without Jews. That's what I've said. And if you are really a good Christian, then this comes into your heart automatically. Jesus came to be born of a just Jewish girl named Mariam. Now the Gentiles like myself we call Mariam Mary. This is how Jesus came. And he was born in a Jewish family. So I don't know. And, and he received Jewish, Jewish circumcision. It, it was in a, an African circumcision. This was a Jewish circumcision. And he grew up as a root of uh, a, a, a root out of a dry ground. This is Jesus. So I said we cannot do christianity if we don't like jewish we don't like israel then we should delete the name christianity we should not have anything called christianity this is what i believe uh, when, when jesus offered the samaritan woman with water i'm also offering the same same water Have the bottle from genesis 1 3 This is what Jesus did, but really his water was a spiritual water. And he did not refer to himself as a Christian. Christians did not exist at that time. He did not refer himself as a Christian. Jesus referred to himself as a Jew. Now Christianity came. We are Christians because we follow after him. This is why everyone, wherever he is, he should learn on how to start praying for Israel by having the material and the teachings. I have everything with me. I don't have enough time to tell why in the scripture and where it is written in the scripture, scripture that I should pray, I should stand with Israel. But I can give these words in detail. Sometimes I'll send you these things, maybe, and you'll have them because I've written them down. Thank you. That's beautiful. I would love for you to share
0: anything that you've written and I would love to share that with anybody who who would like to hear. Uh I the, the the program is called Inspiration from Zion and today by the grace of God we're getting inspiration from Tanzania about Zion and I and I'm so grateful. Um Bishop Uma last word. What did we not talk about today? What's on your heart? What do you Want to share before as as a parting word for uh, for everyone who's listening.
1: Um, um, why else? It is saying, "Blessed uh, blessings, I will bless thee." In the book of Genesis 32 and uh, seventeen, God loves all His children. This is what I want everyone to know. God loves all his children in in infinity. And uh, he loves all of us a thousand times more than we will ever love him. God loves us with a special love. But he does show a bit of favoritism. And I'm sorry to say this. I believe he loves you more than he loves me. And uh, at the same time, he loves me more than he loves someone else somewhere. There's always something like that in the life of anyone. And I will bless that blesses thee and curse him that curses thee. This shows some favoritism. And he was saying this blessing to us, a nation, not Tanzania. Correct. He was saying to Israel, he wasn't saying to Tanzania, this is, I have five children, but they're all my children, but, and I love them all. But specifically, there's at least some children, or maybe one child whom my heart loves so much, according to his performance, even if he does wrong, but I have a love for him. Correct. This is oh God, this did this and the nations in the world should understand there's no Jew who can change the mind of God by their deeds there's no Gentile who can change the mind of God with the love of the Jew even if they are regarded to have fallen maybe they are regarded to have maybe made something wrong they are are men that they are children of God God has a special love for them that cannot be omitted in any way it's quite simple. Love and support. He loves his people and he supports his people. And he is blessing his people. So I'm not worried about this one. So, such, we can't uh, say anything. Judaism is the root on which Christianity stands. This is my word Judaism is the root on which Christianity stands. Without Judaism, there is simply not Christianity. This is what I believe. And this is what I stand for. And when I speak to people about this, they understand me. And they come to join me. They go down in tears, cry with me and pray for Israel. And I see God it. So I'm only appealing that I'll have you, my brother, close to stand with me. Thank you, because you are coming right from there. And please talk to friends and let them hear what God is putting in their minds maybe to do over what I'm doing in Tanzania. Yeah. I should not specifically speak of what I want because ones are very huge. I remember one thing Jesus said Seek fast the kingdom of God and all shall be added unto you. I've been praying for Israel for more than three two decades, but really I was only seeking the will of God. Yeah. I didn't think for money. The other time you sent me something like I can't do a candle a lamb from Israel. For Hanukkah, correct. Thank you so much, and I, I think I'm going to use it again today day or maybe the other day. So you also came up and you supported me with finances.
0: Well, that, is, that has been my privilege and pleasure, personally, with gratitude, but also also on behalf of everybody, who would trust me with their donations and the Genesis 123 Foundation? Um, Bishop Daniel Uma, it seems like we have a break in the connection again, but I want to thank you. If you're listening still, I want to thank you for joining me today, for sharing your heart, for sharing this great inspiration. And now people who have listened to this conversation understand not why I have just a close friend, but a true brother in uh, in the heart of Africa. As we wrap up today, I want to just conclude by uh, the, the, the standard announcement that we always end our program with, but something that's changed for the remainder of this year. You've been listening. You understand now that we have published a new book called Inspira- uh, Israel the Miracle. And every month, we're giving away a free copy of Israel the Miracle just one lucky person. And I have to tell you, I don't mean this in a self-flattering way, but it is in a stunning, extraordinary book that you're going to want to have. And you can have a look at the design and the many, many pages of essays at IsraelTheMiracle.com. All we ask that you do in order to get a free copy is share is share your uh, the, the link to this podcast, and through sharing the link or commenting on this, on this con, uh, conversation, uh, we will pick one person at random every month. We look forward to you doing that. We're grateful that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. And if you're ever in the area, please pop in and thank them for helping make conversations like this possible. And also thank to the Coin family for their meaningful sponsorship as well. Inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 Foundation programs are made possible by donations, just like how we've been able to help in Tanzania now. So please continue, consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and to build bridges. If you'd like to sponsor an episode in honor or memory of a loved one or special occasion, please be in touch at inspirationfromzion@gmail.com. at gmail.com. As always, we'd love to hear your questions and comments as part of a dialogue and invite you to send any questions, specifically questions you have about traditional Judaism, for our Ask the Rabbi programs. Please continue to join and share conversations like this with others who will find it of interest, and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics relating to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world... I pray that you and your loved ones are all safe and healthy, and I send my blessings to right here in the Judean Mountains. God bless you.